Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. If you'll go with me back to Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. Deuteronomy 30, 15, and also 19. Well, I'm sorry. I can't read that. I have made a mistake. That's not the verse I want. Maybe I'll find it here in a minute. All right, we'll go to Isaiah. I don't know. I have made a mistake in what I wrote down and what I intended. Isaiah 49, verses 1 and verse 5. We'll do just as well. I don't know where I made my mistake in Deuteronomy, but that doesn't fit. Isaiah 49, verses 1 and 5. Listen, O isles, unto me, and hearken, ye people, from afar. The Lord hath called me from the womb, from the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name. And down to verse 5. And now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant. I wanted you to notice in those verses, the Lord called me from the womb, and the Lord formed me from the womb. In Job 31.15, we have these words, Did not he that made me in the womb make him, and did not one fashion us in the womb? The text in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, Before I formed thee in the valley, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee. There is a question that is being discussed today, even in government, as to what ought to be done with the rights of the unborn. The Right to Life movement is a tremendous movement 
as to when life begins seems to be the crucial question. When does life begin? If we could solve that without any question in society, we would probably answer lots of questions. Well, I think the Bible answers the question. And I'm not going to spend time this morning going into the scientific explanation as to when life begins as far as science and doctors are concerned and all of those things. But I want us to, to look at the question, does God have anything to do with the creation of human life? Does God have anything to do with it? God said to Jeremiah, before I formed you, I knew you. Did he know you before he formed you? I believe he did. Else why would he make such a statement about Jeremiah? Or why would he make such a statement to Isaiah? Or why would Job respond that he made me in the womb and he made you also? Back in the Garden of Eden, God had created a tremendous creation, brought the world into being and all the animals. And then he began to form man, and he took the same dust of the earth that he had made animals out of, and he began with his finger to, to create what we have come to call the human being. But he did something different to this particular creation. The scripture says he breathed into him the breath of life, and this being became a living soul. When does life begin? I believe for Jeremiah, his life began even before he was conceived in the womb. For God already knew him. I believe that even for David or for Joseph, the same thing perhaps happened. And I certainly am sure that before John the Baptist came into being, God had already conceived him. And certainly our Lord, was created even before he was formed in the womb of Mary when the angel came and made his announcement to Mary. He even had a name for the baby to be. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, and this holy thing which shall come forth from you shall save his people from their sins. Now, I'm not prepared to answer whether or not God formed every person that comes into being and knows their name before they're born and has planned their birth. But I do believe that there are those for whom this happens. Therefore, I think that we can say without question that life is a specific creation of God. I think we can totally discount the evolution theory when it comes to the creation of man. And we are not going to deal with the creation story at all this morning. 
The right to life people have developed a bill of rights. I want to read just a, one phrase of the preamble. And they say this, The life of each and every human being, whether born or unborn, handicapped or whole, wanted or unwanted, is sacred, for each is created in the image of God. What made this human being so different and so special when God formed him there in Eden? I believe it was the fact that he was created in the image of God. And that little being that is not yet born in, in the womb is a creation of God. It is God's specific, it's God's highest, it's God's glorious creation. Every human being is God's creation. And some of these human beings are so special to him that he even knows them by name before they're born and has set the course of history for them. I think Paul was one of those people. And the Lord said to Ananias about Paul, he said, He is a chosen vessel to me. I believe God is molding people. Parents, I must believe that God is molding your children for a purpose. And how your children and how you respond to that molding may be different from person to person. But young people, let me say this to you. I believe God has a plan for your life. He has molded you for his purpose. And whether or not you respond and yield to that molding is something different. But nevertheless, I believe God has a plan for your life. Hannah, all of you remember her, do you not? A fine woman in the Old Testament, but she had no children. In the Old Testament days, if a woman did not bear a child, it was a discredit to her and a shame. We have don't have that in our society. There's no stigma of that nature today, thank goodness. Those of you who do not have children are not uh, ostracized from society at all, or thought little of, or looked down upon. But she felt very keenly about it, and she prayed unto God that he would give her a child. And God heard her pray, and he responded to her prayer, and she conceived and bare a son whose name was Samuel. And she said unto the Lord, If you will give me a child, I will give him back to you. God heard that promise. And when he was waned, she took him to the temple and gave him to Eli, the great prophet, for him to, to train him up in the love of the Lord. The day came when Samuel was laying on his bed, and he heard a voice. Middle of the night, a voice spoke to him, and he thought it was Eli calling him, and he got out of bed and went to Eli and said, Here am I, what do you want? And Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. He went back and lay down again, and he heard the voice again call his name. And he arose and went to Eli, 
And again, the same response. And finally, Eli realized that God was calling him. And Eli, in his wisdom, said, Samuel, the next time you hear that voice, you say, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. I believe that we have got to respond that same way to the voice of God when he calls our name. You young people need to listen. God may be calling your name, for he has molded you for a purpose. He has a plan for your life. I believe also that the divine purpose of God may very well have been determined even before we were born. I believe this about Moses. The Hebrew people were to have destroyed all of their boy babies because the Pharaoh was afraid that they were going to grow so strong that they would oppose him in battle and might join up with his enemy and over, overtake the country. So he ordered that all the boys would be destroyed, but Moses' mother did not respond to that order and hid the baby as long as she could. And finally she put him in a little basket and set him afloat on the Nile River and prayed unto God that God would look after him. And he floated down where Pharaoh's daughter was bathing. And even in Pharaoh's daughter there was a love of a mother that sprang forth, and she took this boy home and cared for him. And he grew up in the courts of Egypt, but he never forgot his mother, nor his upbringing, nor the God that his mother served. Eventually, he was taking care of the flocks of his father-in-law, Jethro, out in the wilderness. And he saw a bush that was burning and was not consumed, and he went to investigate. And there he stood watching the bush burn, and a voice called, Moses, Moses, take off your shoes, for you're on holy ground. How many times have we stood on holy ground and were not aware of it? Because we weren't enough in tune to hear the voice of God call our name. And God said, I have a divine purpose for you, for my people are in Egypt, and I want you to lead them out of bondage. I believe that he had a purpose for Paul before Paul was born. For on the road to Damascus, Paul finally met the Lord and fell down before him, and the voice called unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Saul cried out, Who are you, Lord? What do you want me to do? And the Lord said, You go on into the city, and there it will be told you what you're to do. I think, young people, I'm talking to you a lot this morning, but I, I hope you hear me. Young people, I don't believe it's enough for you to say what I want to do in life is get a job and make a living. That's not enough. I think what you need to do, you need to say, I want to do what God wants me to do, and I will look for His will. What does God want of you? 
What plan has he already put in thoughts? What is his purpose for your life? Be specific when you listen. And cry like Paul unto the Lord, what would you have me to do? And he will say, you go to church. You go to the throne of God. You listen. And it will be told what you're to do. Many of us who are adults have not listened that well. Some of you have heard the voice of God and have resisted his plea. And you're not fulfilling your purpose in life. But he set out even before you were born your divine purpose. God said, even before I formed you in the belly, I knew you, and I ordained you. I was ordained 31 years ago by my home church. In those 31 years, I have tried my hardest to get out of the pulpit. And I can't do it. And do you know what? I have come to the conclusion is that God ordained me perhaps even before I was born. And I think he's done the same with you and with you. Old and young alike, that God has a purpose and a plan and he has ordained you to fulfill that plan and that purpose. Don't resist his voice when it calls your name. What will you have me to do? Go into the city and there it will be told you what you are to do. He not only said, I ordained you, but he said, I sanctified you. The word sanctified, as you have learned, means to set apart. It means I have a job for you to do. There are many wasted lives in our society, many wasted lives, because people have not taken the abilities that they have and used them for any value. I have in mind a young man whom I know well, who has spent a lot of time in my home. He was a good friend of, of my son, a brilliant young man with a tremendous mind who is wasting away on unemployment. Not because he can't find a job, but because he sees no purpose in life. And he is wasted away. And unless someone or something gets a hold of that boy, he will be a wasted life. But I see in our churches in our churches' lives, who could be a tremendous asset to the preaching of the gospel in the community where people live, who have a testimony to give but don't give it, who have a witness to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ and don't do it. Their soul is saved, but their life is wasted. What a shame. When God has sanctified you and you won't 
be sanctified. You won't respond. The $3,500 that we're going to raise and more next Sunday by this church, let's go over that, is going to be used to go out here in our communities in West Virginia and across our nation and bring the gospel to young lives whom God has set aside, has ordained, and has proclaimed his purpose even before he formed them in the womb. And we need to be the means whereby the gospel will be preached to those young lives and they will be turned to the service of Jesus Christ. Some of you this morning may very well have heard the voice of God calling to you from the burning bush or from that shining light on the road to Damascus or in your little corner, wherever it might be. If you didn't know, but it was your voice that was being called to respond, Lord, what will you have me to do? Won't you listen this morning? When God calls your name, have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? If you have not, we're going to invite you to respond to that calling of your name this morning and get out of your seat and come down here and say, I am responding today to his voice. Maybe you are a Christian. You've heard that much of the call. But there is a plan that God has for you, for he's ordained you. He's sanctified you for his purpose. But you haven't responded to it as well as you ought. Young or old, it makes no difference. Won't you yield your life this morning to the call of your name that you might serve the Lord? You might do that which he has called you even before you were conceived in the world. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description. Thank you for listening, and remember to try Trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.